And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against network groups who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's up, everyone? Hope you're having an awesome day. Um, today, I want to share with you just a, a couple, well, really just one thing that has been um, something that I've been kind of focusing on over the past uh, maybe two weeks or so, and um, and I'll, I'll get to that here in a moment. Just a quick little baby update. We are still waiting on the baby, um, so it is Wednesday, so we are eight days past his, his due date. Um, we are uh, really pulling for him to be out um, by basically this time the next week, so by... Um, by uh, by next or by this Tuesday, so six days from today, we're really pulling for him to be out. Um, so as you might know from just previous previous episodes, <clears throat> um, once we go past uh, six days from today, uh, basically there's some stupid regulations in California, which why they have any power over this is ridiculous, but uh, they do, and there's some regulations and stuff. And uh, basically, the midwife that we're using loses her; she can't she can't deliver the baby past a certain point, um, and so you're forced into doing things um, without the midwife. And so we've, you know, obviously uh, not only paid for the midwife at this point, but also feel very comfortable with her, which is more important. And uh, we can't use her for the actual birth birth if it goes past six days. And so that's a, that's a, that'd be a huge bummer. So we're really, really pulling for, um, for that. Uh, so, you know, actually we're doing pretty much all the natural stuff that you can do to kind of induce, induce someone into, into their birthing time. Um, and so, yeah, so that's a quick little update. So we appreciate your continual, um, you know, continual prayers to make that happen. Um, obviously we believe everything's going to happen in its perfect timing, but, uh, we do hope that, um, God's perfect timing is aligning with uh, what we view as perfect timing. <laughs> uh, how funny is that? Right. Um, my goodness, just sounded funny coming out of my mouth, <clears throat> but one I wanted to just talk with you about real briefly, and this is this is not going to be as um, you could you might want to skip right over this episode. You might think this is stupid, and you know in many cases it it potentially is because it's so off topic from the context or the scope of this show. But this is just the concept of being physically comfortable where you work, um, 
And so over the past couple of weeks, I, I, I have been kind of obsessive over just making my office really, you know, comfortable to work at. And so I've gone through a few evolutions of like my physical working environment. The first one, well, before we did the traveling, so if you don't know, we traveled for about 18 months straight, um, thanks to the kind of the ability that this business provided us. Um, but before that, I worked out of my home offices in, in Chicago, I, uh, three of them, three different houses. Um, and so one of them was, um, was where I first started uh, really our business as, as it is today. And that was out of an apartment, um, a, one, a, a one bedroom apartment. And basically the, the, the whole main living area, which was fairly large, it was on the 13th floor of, um, of, a, of a 20 story building. And I had this really cool view, and it was awesome. And uh, anyway, I had this gigantic desk, and I put it in that living room. So basically, my living room was essentially had, you know, couch like a chair, like a couch chair thing, um, and then and then this absolutely gigantic desk. It's I literally can't even describe how large this thing was. Well, I can describe it, but it's it's hard to fathom because it takes up most. Like if you think of most good sized living rooms, like this desk takes up the entire thing. So it's literally like a full size bookshelf that's ten and a half feet in length, seven feet tall. That's the back of the desk. And then it is a, you know, a, the U shape. So the thing that comes up, you know, on your, on your left side, um, that's seven feet long of, you know, solid Oak slab. And then in front of you is a nine and a half foot long slab of Oak that created the front of the desk. So it's this humongous U shape, very, very, very massive. And, uh, I got it from, I'll save this story for right now, but I, I got this desk from a, from a, a business mentor of mine that was essentially getting rid of it. It was custom made for his office and it definitely screamed old money. <laughs> um, so I, that was my first kind of setup and I, I loved it. It was just extremely comfortable to work out. I mean, who wouldn't be happy with that setup, right? And I was totally blessed to get this desk because I didn't pay for it. Um, this guy paid for it a long time ago and basically said, Zach, if you get this thing out of my office, you can have it. Um, so my second setup was that we moved to downtown Chicago, um, when we actually got married and I moved into her condo and, um, I had a basically went from what I just described to you, which was 13th floor, amazing view with this epic desk to garden unit, downtown Chicago, small little room with an old kitchen table as my desk. Um, and you know, it took me a lot of time to get used to that. I did not like it at all. Um, but I eventually, uh, kind of was able to adapt a little bit. Um, then third was we moved into the suburbs of Chicago again. And I had kind of a, a, the next um, kind of, <laughs> I had, the, I got the, I got the big desk back. The big desk wouldn't fit in the house in Chicago. So this place we moved into was a three story townhouse and the bottom, the bottom floor was pretty large. And I basically put that big desk down there and I had the room for the huge desk plus like a seating area in front of it. And that's kind of where that, that house is really where like rebels was born. Um, and so it, at I my very first rebels webinar, if you literally go back to episode one of this podcast, I recorded that like three days after the first rebels webinar, I think. And, um, I literally did that webinar at that desk. I remember doing it. Um, <clears throat> and then from that house, we, we started traveling. So put everything in storage. We literally took two backpacks, each a big camping pack, and then a small pack on front. And we went and traveled and that's literally all, everything we had to our, in our possession for a year and a half, for the most part. Um, we eventually acquired a small bag on top of that, but, um, so literally everything, well, all of our clothes, all of our work, everything fit in those two bags. 
And um, so our office turned into random places in, you know, uh, Bali, Iceland, Mexico City, um, uh, Kuala Lumpur, Thailand. And uh, we'd sometimes we'd get co-working spots. Sometimes we'd just simply work out of wherever we felt like working out of. Um, sometimes we even did as cliche as it is. We even did the beach thing. And I, I, honestly, I don't like working at the beach. It's not, it's not glamorous. Um, I find it quite annoying, actually. Um, but we did it just for the sake of doing it. Took a few pictures to look cool and stuff like that. Um, and then we, we stopped the traveling thing. And now we've kind of settled in, in Southern California, at least for the time being. Uh, we have a beautiful beautiful house now. We're very grateful for that. We also have an office that's about 15 minutes away from here um, in a town called Carlsbad, just out of San Diego. And um, and so that's where we're at now. And so uh, the one of the things that I realized over time, if you've been kind of following some of this for a while, you know that um, I've been, I worked out of the house for four years straight, basically, and I eventually got sick of it. And so I got my own office and that's why we have that office. And so we've been, we've had an office for about a year now and, um, or yeah, call it a year. There's a couple months where we didn't, but we had an office for a year now. And, uh, in most cases, I love it. I love going somewhere separate and it's very easy for me to shut down my business mind because it's, I'm physically leaving somewhere and coming home. Um, but as of right now, like with the baby basically due any moment and knowing that I have no idea how our life is going to change, I am basically kind of setting up a home office. So when we got this house that we're currently in that I'm recording this from, um, we specifically made sure that I had room for a special office, right? So I had like a, an, an extra room off, off of everything separate in a way um, where no tra- like no foot traffic would get kind of like bumping into me. Um, and so I've been just creating a more comfortable, uh, productive environment. And um, at the even at our office right now, we it's funny, like we were just doing a, almost a test run. And so we hadn't shipped our things yet from storage to California when we got our first office. So we literally bought new furniture for the office. We bought desks and chairs and these things. And um, and it's funny, me and Ashley, are, we kind of joke that we're a kind of savage. Like we don't really ever like <laughs> that's how we can do the traveling thing because we're pretty flexible with this stuff. So we can literally work on a laptop on our lap for months and be fairly content, um, actually more so than me. But um, so like that office just literally has those original desks and they're nice, but they're very basic, right? They're just white and the white metal desks with, you know, like like maple slabs on top basically um fake maple slabs at that and like brown leather chairs like light brown leather chairs so it looks good but they're like you know these aren't like the highest things you can get they're just like oh do we like an office do we not buy some stuff throw it in there and we'll upgrade it later and um we've never upgraded it because it's just like we just get used to it so it's like whatever so the office is pretty basic looking even though it's a nice place it's just like yeah, we got some desks and chairs and whatever. So we've never, I never really took the time to make it that comfortable. Um, but for whatever, but I know that like, that's, I can, I can work better when it is. So, um, so I'll probably go back into that office later, but right now with the home office, um, I'm like, you know, I'm getting my stuff back number one. So my stuff is out of storage. So like all the things that made my life comfortable at one point with work have now I've reacquired them. So I'm not like literally hodgepodging everything. So, for instance, you know, I do a lot of recording, right, with videos. One of the things that made my life a heck of a lot easier is um, a professional microphone and a microphone articulating arm. 
So this is like a literally a fifteen dollar piece of machinery, and it just attaches. You tap the microphone on top of it, and you can now position it basically anywhere you want, and it's out of your way, but it's in front of your face if you want it to be. Um, another thing is a is a is a high end keyboard and keyboard tray. You, know, you spend most of your time typing, um, especially if you're writing, and so. I like to have a very nice tactical feeling keyboard. So my keyboard is very expensive as far as keyboards are concerned, but you know, it's, I mean, I used to, my first career was going to be a mechanic and it was very clear that if I spent money on my tools, I would do a better job. And so these are now my tools, right? And so sometimes I feel bad about spending money on these things because I feel like it's wasteful, but I'm like, well, how much more productive will I be if I'm not like cranking my neck all the time, lifting my arm up to reach the keyboard, or if I actually enjoy typing versus hate it? So, you know, I've got what's called a DOS keyboard, D-A-S keyboard. Uh, it's like a $230 keyboard for Macs. Um, now, is that ridiculous? It kind of is, but again, you know, what I just told you. Um, <clears throat> I've got a really nice kind of high-end keyboard tray. It's called a banana board. I actually got that from the same guy who gave me the desk. Um, and it basically attaches to the bottom of your desk. Um, you bolt it in, you see literally just bolt it into your desk and it positions itself however you want. So, you know, your, your shoulders aren't bent up, your, your elbows aren't articulated too far, all these things. And so that's really, really nice. Um, you know, I've been working on a 15 inch MacBook Pro um, for, well, since the entire time we've been traveling, right? And even now um, I'm still using it, which it's a great computer, but it's a 15 inch screen which is small. Um, so right now I've been on this kind of obsessive journey for the past two weeks of like looking at monitors and what's the best monitor I can get and, um, you know, the best monitor for my needs and all these things. So, um, you know, I'm literally getting, you know, either one huge one or maybe two medium sized monitors and putting them on articulating arms. And so I'm not like, you know, cranking my neck all over the place to, to look at stuff. Um, the iMac I was using, back in Chicago is at this point now it's outdated and kind of slow. So I'm not even going to bring that back. I just left it. Um, uh, what else? Um, a few other things just like keeping crap out of the way. So like I'm getting, I get like holders for all of my different headphones and microphones and things like that. So, you know, they're not just like randomly rummaged everywhere. And it just kind of creates this mental space that it's like, it's easier to create when everything is, neat ish. You know, I'm not the type of guy that has every everything has its place by any means. Like if you looked at my desk some days, I'm more of the person that takes notes on scrap paper and then hopefully I have to remember. Like that's more me than like the spreadsheet dude. Um but at the same time, even though I'm the loose leaf paper guy, I still see the huge value in being number one comfortable while you work and number two having the right tools for the job. You know, the thing that we always said in tech world, mechanic world, was have the right tool for the job. And if you did that, it saved immense time. Like I, I can't actually, unless you were a mechanic or an engineer of some kind, it's, it's hard for me to articulate how much time you would save by having the right tool. But you, you're paid in the mechanic world on flat rate, meaning a job is worth, let's say three hours. Now, if you finish the job in 30 minutes, you got paid for three hours. If you finish the job in eight hours, you got paid for three hours. So you were highly incentivized to do work efficiently, well, and quickly. Um, and now if the job came back, if the, if the car came back because you messed it up, you got screwed for that. So you're incentivized to do it fast, but also incentivized to do it right. And the way to do that is to have the right tool for the job. And if you know what you're doing, having the right tool was an exponential compound effect. And so I t so like, 
you know, I, I didn't go down that path very long, but I did start, I did acquire a lot of tools and most of my tools, not all of them, but most of them are like the highest grade stuff you could get because of that, what I learned. Um, so they were expensive. I couldn't buy as many as some of the other people who were buying cheaper stuff in mass quantity. But I was like, well, if this thing lasts me for 20 years, I'll never replace it for 20 years. Basic math. So if I amorize that over time, well, that would only be, you know, whatever, 12 cents a day or whatever it is, a cent a day. I don't know. Um, but if I have to replace this tool once a year at 30 bucks a piece, well, 30 times 20 is, is a lot more than the initial spend I'd make. I'd spend on this really good tool. So I'm going to buy one thing that's really nice and not replace it. And so, you know, now we have a more discretionary income. I can do this kind of a thing without thinking about it as much, which I'm grateful for. But even when I had to think about it a lot more on certain items, I would still think about it like this. So for instance, when I built the business old school, I had a lot of suits and dress shoes and I still have them. And some of them I bought literally eight, nine years ago, or they were, you know, maybe gifts or something. And so I would literally buy a a two or three hundred dollar pair of dress shoes. I usually go to like the outlets and stuff to um, be totally frank, but you know they were like a three hundred dollar pair of retail shoes, and I might get them for a hundred. But you know I would buy them versus going to DSW and paying fifty bucks. And now today, like I've got five, I think five pair of like Cole Haan or higher branded dress shoes, and they're all in amazing shape. I just get them resold every couple of years, and and they're still good. Uh, my suits, same thing. Like I still, they're still all amazing. Um, and uh, anyway, so just having a place where you can comfortably and efficiently work, I think is worth it. Buying stuff that's quality, um, I think is worth it. You know, so, you know, I might say some of these things like, oh, I have this and I have this and I have this. And you're like, oh, dang, you're crazy with your money or, you know, you just have mounds of it. Um, neither are true, right? Like, you know, we do better than we used to for sure. I'm grateful for that. Um uh, but you know, we, 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 we don't have unlimited funds, nor are we wasteful or do we attempt to be wasteful at all? We try to get something that's very high quality and just not, not buy it again. So, you know, I'm looking at another office chair for myself, you know, is the office chair cheap? Absolutely not. It's kind of insane actually. Um, but they have this office chair has a reputation for lasting for like 20 years and, and it's like perfect for your back and keeps your back aligned and all these different things. So I'd rather do that than buy the $100 chair that I got to replace in a year and my butt hurts the whole time or my back's out of, out of whack. So anyway, wow, I just realized how much time I spent on this. This is a very long show for a very uh, uh, interesting topic. But anyway, I um, appreciate you guys. If this has been helpful in any way, leave a review, five-star review. Leave a five-star review and a rating down below. And um, if this is like, Zach, why'd you record this episode? Um, well, I apologize, but uh, you also stayed for 18 minutes. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, hope you have an amazing day. We appreciate you big time and uh, talk to you all soon. Thank you.